0: Four. I'm, gonna I'm gonna be a leader lead.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey, and we're excited today for this episode. Uh, Before we get into that, to check out more on the Championship Leadership Podcast, past episodes, and everything else that I have going on inside of uh, the coaching programs and experiences that we are running, please go to my website at natebaileyspeaks.com. And for today's guest out of New York, just outside of New York, incredible connector, got a book. Called the master, uh, master the art of connecting. Uh, his company Thrive Loud uh, has a podcast. Thrive Loud. He's also got a podcast with my man Evan Money as well, called Diamond Cuts Money Talk. So, so check him out and check all of those uh, resources out uh, to get more on our guest today, Lou Diamond. Lou Diamond. It was a phenomenal uh, conversation, incredible story, and so I, I'm anxious to. Uh, have you guys listen in and, and, uh, it was just a fun conversation. So, uh, with that, let me introduce you to Lou Diamond. Hey, what's up everybody. Welcome back to Championship Leadership Podcast. This is, uh, Nate Bailey. We got Lou Diamond in the house today with us. Another amazing, uh, guest that I've, uh, been referred to from my man, Evan Money. Evan Money, uh, one of my favorite people, like just met him and he's already one of my favorite people in the world. (laughs) And, uh, I know Lou and Evan have a, have a show together as well, but uh, Lou's just outside of
2: uh, New York City. Thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Uh, totally an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, love your program and can't wait to get rocking here. Awesome. Well,
1: let's, let's kick it off then. Um, yeah. First question, I know you've listened to uh, an episode, so you probably you might have been uh, ready for this one, but Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. What, what's that mean to you when
2: you hear that? It's funny. I equate the word leadership. With the word connecting, and yeah. great leaders are great connectors, or as I like to say, master connectors. Uh-huh. So, to me, championship leadership is really like master connectors—the best of what connecting is all about. And that's what that means to me when I see it. And uh, I also think of like trophies for some reason, but <laughs> yeah, of course, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I, that's you know that's interesting. Uh, I've gotten. A number of very interesting definitions or of championship leadership and what it means to each of our guests here, um, but not not someone that has said you know you uh, with connecting. So maybe talk about that a little bit more. What do you what do you mean there when you when you say that you put those two together?
2: You know, I think when you think of the greatest salespeople or business development people that are out there, great marketers that know how to connect a message to someone, or even great leaders who know how to connect to their people. The connecting is the common link across those type of communicators. And when you lead and you think about taking things and helping them to move onward and upward, you can't do it yourself. It usually is because of the great and powerful connections that you have. So those people who know what it takes to connect and know how to do that at a level that is not just, hey, how you doing? And, you know, adding to your network or having this kind of tangential relationship. Those that really have great empathy, a good understanding of those that are around them help to really step into the shoes of another and bring things together. Those are the people we follow. Those are the people that we aspire to be. Those are the people who lead us. And so, so really when you think about leading, you can't, thrive as a great leader without really being a great connector
1: yeah absolutely i love that why don't you tell us a little bit more about you you, you just uh, said thrive right and yeah, of course uh, <laughs> yeah thrive loud um tell us a little bit more about yourself and kind of how you've gotten onto the path that you've been on and a little bit more about what that path has been like and uh to what you are doing uh nowadays
2: nate i love sharing with people that i was put on this planet to work with the most amazing leaders, businesses and brands and help them thrive through the power of connecting. A long time ago, I was one of those people that you know, you'd always run into even as a little kid that just wanted to bring people together, bring things together. I loved connect the dots. Somehow the art of what I did best was the ability to bring things together. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that that's what I was really good at, I also realized, how in helping others do that, well, they also take things to a new level. And that's when I wrote the book, master the art of connecting. I did a shameless plug for the listeners that's here. I just perfect. showed the book to on the yeah. video and, and I, I'd worked in consulting throughout my career. I also had a career in, I guess what you call uh, the digital agencies, you know, the ones that built the first websites when the internet came to be. Yeah. And then I had a long career on wall street all, in those fields, everything that I did was always about uh, connecting and helping people to thrive. And I was a very good salesperson, customer service uh, areas and helping to people grow in relationships. That, that's always been my thing. And about maybe about like 10 years ago, this is going to sound really weird. I was probably doing financially the best I'd ever done in my career, but I wasn't really happy because I wasn't really doing what I was put on this planet to do, which is to help those other people thrive. And Thrive was born probably in my head, I guess, when I was like an infant, but it didn't really get, you know, come to fruition until my mid forties. And I realized uh, helping people to understand how they can do this better and speaking about it, consulting with companies to really maximize the way that they strategize and the way they connect. So that's what I do, um, helping businesses do that, top performers and leaders in, in a coaching and mentoring way to really get them to figure out how they can better connect themselves or to their, their organizations. And maybe most interestingly of late, uh, really helping people that whole understanding of understanding what your brand is about and connecting that from a marketing and a sales perspective. It's always been in my sweet spot, but I, I just enjoy it more than anything else. It's one of those fun things within that. It spun off uh, when I wrote the book, truth be told, Nate, I was on a lot of podcast shows and a lot of TV shows and radio shows about it. And when I did that, I realized that connecting through podcasting, as you know, is something, it's one of the best tools out there to do that. And it really does make people thrive. And as I like to say, it makes people thrive loud and really take things to that next level. So what I wanted to do was create a program where I featured those that are thriving in their lives, their businesses and their passions. So from what I'm doing is helping people do all of that. And that's what I'm centered around and what my business is about and I guess what the podcast is too. Hmm. Yeah, how, how did that transition happen? Like what happened, you're on Wall
1: Street, successful, and then all of a sudden to, to leave that, to go and do <laughs> what you're doing, like what was the story there?
2: Uh, well, it, it did not involve running a hundred um, mile race. Just some homework. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> I thought everybody did that. <laughs> Nate, I, I think Nate, it was a a realization of two factors. Uh, one that I felt that I had done as much as I could within the space I was in, and the space around me was also changing. Well, you know, Wall Street went through some real big bumps and bruises. And, you know, you know, eight and that carried through all the way through for the next five, six years. But, but actually I did very well in that window, but Mm -hmm. it was still changing. and wasn't the place that I came to originally. There was another factor too. And that was, I was pulled into an office from the most senior person. uh, Basically the number two person for all of Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. That's who I worked for. I was a Merrill Lynch person. Then they combined the two together. And now it's one really long name. And uh, the CEO number one person had pulled me in and wanted to ask me a few questions and of course whenever you get pulled into a meeting like that nate you're always thinking oh man they're gonna fire me right Uh, but this was one of those things where i was almost wishing for them to do so Mm -hmm. Uh, but that wasn't why i was being pulled in i was being pulled in because one of those surveys went around and the surveys i i had managed a lot of people and they combined that with client facing folks with the clients that you work with and i had such high scores from internally and externally. And this person wanted to know why or what I was doing. What's the secret sauce? And what was the secret sauce that enabled me to have such great relationships with the people that worked for me and also such great relationships with the clients that I served? And that kind of lit a, a spark in me that said to me, hey, there's something in the way that I do this. And I guess I didn't really know that everyone else didn't know this yeah i just figured this is how you do things and and when i wrote master the art of connecting it was inspired uh i was kind of moonlighting towards the end of my career at merrill friend asked me to come to a conference in vegas nate went to the conference he had been going there for six previous years he had said this would be the last time he's going to this conference unless it turned out to be productive and he wanted me to go with him because he knew I had this ability to connect from years past. We had worked together in consulting a long time before. We go into this conference. It's one of those three day ones, those exhausting ones in Las Vegas, Yeah, where either if you're not in a conference room, you're walking and you're probably passing by a casino. Right. Anyway, uh, we inked two deals and within 20 to 30 days after the time we were there, I think we signed a total of seven, another five on top of that. Wow. And on the flight back, the guy who flew me out paid for my trip to come out there to help him with it. Aside from him offering me a job, which I didn't want to take, but he did something else. He handed me a napkin and he says, you need to write down what it is that you do, because I don't think you know it. And I think the world needs to understand it. That paired with what was going on with all the way I was working with people internally is what sparked, I guess, Master the Art of Connecting and led me to start Thrive. And Mm -hmm. really to recognize that this is something that I could actually educate the world on and make this kind of my mission. Yeah,
1: that's a a powerful story. I love it, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, Um, you also have the podcast,
2: is that right? Yeah, something like that, 500 plus some odd episodes. (laughs) 500? Yeah, Yeah, I think we have, I think we hit the three million download mark or something like that. And I stopped looking <laughs> That's at downloads. Incredible. Wait, I stopped looking at it when we got to a number that was so big. I said, "I don't even know what that means because I don't think I'm making any money off of it." So yeah. I don't really know what that is. <laughs> I, I think that call that I started the podcast um, in 2016. So I think a lot of that had to do with coming to market a little earlier. Uh, I also was using it as a marketing tool. Truth be told, to drive attention in business to the, to my consultancy at at Thrive. Sure. And Thrive Loud has become not just a passion project, but really a passionate activity that has become core to the business. So much so the business is Thrive, but all the marketing and URLs and everything has all become Thrive Loud because of it. and the ability to hear these stories of those that are thriving in their lives, their businesses and their passions, Nate, every single day. Is, is like the best education anyone can get. And I'm not just talking about the listeners. I'm talking about myself in the seat, being able to hear how people are taking things at it to a new level, decoding how they are kicking ass and thriving every single day. What is that secret sauce to your point? that gets them to overcome really challenging hurdles or unique industries. And we haven't just done business folks in there too. A lot We brought a lot of famous people, entertainers, media people, broadcasters, former professional athletes. I mean, the, the realm of who's been on the show is so, so crazy, but it's very much like myself because I'm that type of person. I have many different interests. Yeah. And it really has been an incredible forum for me, for the community of Thrive Loud and uh, for the brand. So it's been really fun. Uh, and it continues to be so. We keep evolving the show. We just started doing live episodes on Facebook and in YouTube. And we're hoping soon to be on LinkedIn as well. It, it's a really great way to recharge and do something that I do every day because I have to listen. Like as you're doing right now, that ability to listen makes me a better consultant, a better coach, a better marketer because I'm really hearing the, the tones, the essence, the passions, all those things that come out of it, which is why I love the podcast medium. So, you know, Thrive Loud has definitely been a pretty crazy program. We have three shows a week. We've got I mean, I looked at it the other day when, when we launch an episode, like we we've had to change the website at times because there's been so much flow of the people there. We wow. just had one, That's great. The guess we just had Adrian, uh, Bankert who's on good morning. America was on a few weeks ago. Amazing person. She just came out with a, a book called, uh, your hidden superpower. And it's about, uh, it's about being a uh, kindness that's her whole thing. And it was fascinating. And we had about the 20 to 30 minutes on the interview, but there was probably like another hour on bookended after we hit record. Uh, Cause I just love connecting with people. So it gets me to do what I love to do most. Yeah.
1: Name in the pockets. It's thrive, thrive loud out. with Lou diamond. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Who are some championship leaders that you've had inside of your life that have impacted you and really more so like what is it about them, the characteristics that maybe, uh, that stand out to you, uh, and maybe even have helped to mold and shape the leader that you are today.
2: So it's funny. I think, uh, family, friends and colleagues is where I've always looked to when it comes to the leaders in my life, family. Um, you know, I, I I'm blessed to have had an amazing family. My parents, are just some of the kindest people you'll ever know. My, my dad is the most likable person you'll ever see. In fact, I I joke about that, that I, I don't think anyone has ever disliked my father. It's true. <laughs> but I, but I, I think so a lot of the connecting that I have comes from that component to it, blended with some more robust intelligence, I guess, from my mom. So those are me mm-hmm. two two coaches that I look at, although my mom is a coach and we made a deal a long time ago that we would not coach one another. So we can't coach family. Uh, (laughs) So that would be, that's one that I look to first is my dad. Uh, Yeah, it is too close. I'm seeing you. Yeah, yeah. From a professional point of view, uh, this is really weird. I actually have coaches that have been more senior than myself and junior to Mm -hmm. myself because I learned from those that are are younger, uh, the more senior folks there are some folks who I worked with uh, on Wall Street and, and, and there was a particular coach that I sought out. I care to leave that person's name out because that's the deal that we have always struck as a little bit of keeping things um, behind the scene. But I do seek a yeah. certain coach that we, we, we chat once a, once a month minimum, sometimes more, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that we're always doing that. And I think that's really important to really sharpen and laser focus. And on the younger side, there's a lot of people who are peers of mine that I look up to, uh, because they've really just they provide an energy to it. Two names that come to mind. I'll give them a shout out because they're but they've both been on the podcast and they're good friends. Uh, that's Phil M. Jones, who's an amazing speaker. Uh, he Go check out exactly what to say. And Phil Phil is someone I aspire to, but he's also one of the quickest thinker, very strategic, and he helps you solve problems really quickly. Gets you to ask the right questions that you really should be asking yourself. And uh, my other very good friend, Jill Schifflebein, who is the dynamic communicator. But Jill, Jill is my sounding board and the one that when I say something and she'll, she is, has no fear to tell me when something sucks. Like I've done that <laughs> and she like, I, you know, like, you know, I fucking hate that. And, and yeah. you need that. You need that perspective because, and she'll, and she'll tell you why, because it's a good bound, um, sounding board mm-hmm. uh, and I respect her tremendously for it. Those are just two. There's many others, yeah, but those of are the ones that I'm close to. Um, and I talked about, um, you know, from, give you know, your friends, uh, obviously the colleagues that you work with, but your friends, uh, I have a core group of friends that, um, I seek to, I'm going to give one shout out here cause he was a work colleague too, but now he's become more of a friend. That's my friend, Niraj uh, Garg. Niraj is a brilliant individual and whether he knows it or not, he's always been a coach to me because mm-hmm. uh, I think he speaks in that tone naturally. So when he hears this, he'll, he'll laugh and be like, you're kidding. You gave me a shout out. So yes. I so yeah. So I put that in there.
1: I love it. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I've always thought as a coach, some people, I think, seek people that that will tell them the things that they want to hear versus, you know, what it's, it's, it's extremely important to have people that, that will tell you what you need to hear versus what you want to hear. Right. Um, yeah. I think if you surround yourself with more people like that, of course, in a lovingly way and coming from the right place and, right. And, uh, with great meaning behind it um but yeah extremely important so i'm glad that you you mentioned that what's what's uh what's the vision for you i think you know i think i i go to like bill belichick or nick saban just these and i'm not an alabama fan and i'm not a patriot fan but uh but i can respect the game if you will and uh just just the fact the greatness how they're able to that's such a highly competitive profession the best in the world continue to rise to the top of almost every year. They have, they, they clearly have a, a vision that others don't. And then also just this courage to take action on that. Yeah. What's, what's, uh, what's the vision for you or the impact that you want to continue to make over even just the near
2: future here. It's funny you mentioned those too cause I did see that, that wonderful special that they, they meet once a year to have that conversation yeah. and they're both yeah. doing that. And they're pretty, it's pretty cool. How, uh, they probably, they get technical, they get strategic. I, I love that, that thinking and, and, yeah, and they're always winning. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, the goal for me is, is really selfless in a weird sense. Uh, and that is that I know I thrive when my clients are. And the more people I connect to and see them take things to a new level means that I know I'm doing my job right. And that really means by getting my message out to as many people as possible during this period of COVID-19 or whatever, whenever this airs, at the time we're recording this in late June, uh, I know that everyone had lots of shifts and pivots that they did. I hate that word, pivot, but yeah, I played basketball. Now, right? I played basketball growing up in pivot. Pivot meant you had to like spin around on one foot without lifting yep, it up. Right. It means you really <laughs> weren't leaving the point you're on. Yeah. Um, it's, but it is more of a, an adjustment and, and you're always moving forward and you're always looking to change. And, and look, I had been helping people work virtually. You're, you're seeing my, my workspace in my office here, which has a lot of green backgrounds because we put yeah. some good presentations here. But I've been helping companies learn how to thrive in the virtual world. And that became a direction that we went through. I seem to have a niche in helping, ironically, but not really, financial services, marketing, and technology companies, because that's where I came from Yeah, uh, most effectively. And I really fit well helping sales and marketing connect, almost become better marketers. Yes, pun intended there. I like it. The sales and marketing piece because, but, but it has to be given with one much more important thing. And that is with the support of leadership. Long time ago, I used to try to navigate and work with just the sales or a marketing operational group. And for me, if it's not working from the core and the top of the companies, it doesn't work because, um, and that's actually where I can impact the most change. And I found that, found that I guess I have a likability factor about myself, some kind of way that not only enables people to connect with me, but just a really good understanding. And I think coaching and podcasting and all of that has helped me do that. Uh, so what, I, what I've envisioned and what I see is getting more involved at that strategic levels with a certain group of companies in that industry and helping them grow and move onward and upward over a longer term. That, that's really where I've been doing it. I did a tremendous amount of speaking, Nate, all over the country before COVID hit. Yeah. And it's great. I love it, and 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 you know the pay is good when you when you get it, but it's kind of exhausting. So in mm-hmm. a weird way, COVID nineteen was a great way to come back to the the core of what I do and really help the businesses that need it the most. So the short term goal is to continue to do that. The longer term goal, I think, is to even grow the, the the podcast platform to another level, where we're actually able to really capture some of the features for a lot of these clients. There is something to be said about the message that they want to connect. My clients need to do it and helping them do it in a way that uses their voice to do so. So there's something there, there. Stay Mm -hmm. tuned on that. That's that's a little hint as we're working on something that may be able to help others. But yes, that's, that's the, the big goal is keep helping people thrive onward and upward, my friend.
1: I like it. The cliffhanger. I yes. like it. Thank you.
2: Yes. You, know, you, open with, you. You open with a lot of music into the show and I think that's actually the cliffhanger. Like what's coming when it wins. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Did he get uh, Justin Timberlake permission to play this music, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, I get some, uh, I get many compliments on the, on the, I like the opening. Yeah. 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 Um, what's, what's a turning point for you or a critical moment in your life that kind of that fork in the road moment where, you know, had you not made the decision you did, life would be very different. I think there's a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs that listen into this podcast, and many are in that moment. I was, I just, I just had, you know, I think we all have many of those moments, but a, a few that really stand out. I just went through one myself, and it's just it's powerful to hear others and their stories and how they made it through it to give others to inspire others to take action as well. Is there is there a moment that comes to your mind that you can share
2: with us? Well. Obviously it's coming on Nate Bailey's championship. Oh yes. Podcast. <laughs> this is, this is the Clearly. moment, right? The, Clearly, This is, yes. this is the,
1: the launch pad. This is the catapult. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, it's funny. Cause uh, I, I, I think, I think I've asked that question too on our show. Like, was there, what was the turning point? What was the moment? And you know I, I like to think of it kind of like a naval battleship cruiser. You know this thing doesn't spin on a dime, and yeah. I think our turning points are actually more like periods of longer turns that take you to get there if i could I think I pinpointed earlier that you know that that conversation with that senior leader at yep. at uh, b of a and Merrill and was one, and then that trip to Vegas was another but there there was another point that goes way back and Sometimes we, we look away from what we do best because other people tell us to, or that's, we're supposed to do something else. Long time ago, I was working and I was really unhappy. Like, you know, those stages when you're working nonstop in a certain industry and, you know, there's really not as much pay and you're working for someone else and isn't really what you're doing, but you're, you're doing it to fill your resume or whatever that might be. And a lot of people in, in this new era, because of technology and the ability to be so entrepreneurial, might not get that chance as much as, they, as maybe you or I used to. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little older than you, but yeah. uh, everyone had to pay their dues at certain points. And somewhere in paying their dues at that point, I, ha- I had a point where everything just crumbled down and I, had to, I had to started realizing I had to I'd eventually get myself to be able to be at the point where I can be, be my own decision maker, make Mm -hmm. my own path. And that started probably like in my early twenties. I knew I was, I didn't know what it was, but I, at that point, set myself on a quest that when I found out what that was, when I knew exactly what it was, that I would drop everything and do that. And, and that, that those two events that had happened were kind of like a calling and that became, how I connected to myself. That's how I recognized that I was a master connector and needed to tell everybody about it and that I could actually make a living doing it. And I wasn't hundred percent sure I could, but I knew that I had to follow that. And if your listeners and your entrepreneurs who are out there, you know, fail often, if you don't fail, you do not succeed. And I have failed more times than I care to Failed this morning on something. Yeah. And, and, and I love those moments of failure because that's how you pick up and grow and say, okay, don't do that again. Let's yeah. do something different. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that pivotal moment is more of a big ocean turn, but I, I think I could put it down to one day where I knew I knew I needed to get to a spot where I can control my own destiny.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where you. To, put it. Yeah. That's a big moment for many and yeah. many never make that decision. And, you know, maybe because they're not sure they can do it right, and, when you said that, it's just like, well, there's really only one way to figure it out, and truly, like I always believe that it always works out. Like, yeah, if it doesn't work out, you're gonna be, you're gonna find, you're gonna figure out what does, and you're gonna, and you're gonna.
2: You know, work. Nate, if I could expand upon this just a little, yeah. those who those who aren't gonna, they can't figure it out, they're probably blocking themselves with some fear, and and my big one of the muscles is having a fearless mindset, mm-hmm. and that's part of being a master connector, and that is not that is not being void of fear. That is knowing what your fear is and how to move through, through it into courage. So that feeling of hesitation of I'm, I might not, you know, be successful in this, or man, you know, I don't know if they think I'm gonna be able to do what I need to do, have that imposter syndrome. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not worth what it is. If you don't have that thing, you just have to know how to spin, on, spin it on its head. And if you do it, you're gonna succeed. In those flows, you're going to stumble, but you will succeed with it. And the feeling of moving through that fear literally makes you look better, makes you feel better, makes you act yeah. better, and actually draws people to you. Yeah. So it's part of the key of, of what I call your connecting core, and those are the muscles you need to flex when you want to connect and really move onward and upward. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Uh, as we wrap up here, one last question. If there
1: were one or two things you could give to the listeners that, if they were to implement today, would help move their life
2: forward today, what would that be? I've done this a couple of times and and I've juggled back and forth as to which option to give to this answer, this question. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's the way I sign off the show, Nate. Uh, Be brief, be bright, be gone. I say be brief in that if you're trying to figure out a decision or a communication tool, the shortest way of communicating it will always be most heard and most understood. Mm-hmm. Uh, be bright, kind of think about what that brief statement is that you're going to do, but make sure that you're trying to make an impact and shine in that moment, Like take advantage of it. And be gone doesn't mean you know drop the mic and run away. Uh, be, be gone <laughs> means really move in that direction to the next thing, yeah. the next big thing and move onward. So be brief, be bright, be gone. Oh, that's great. I love it. Thank you. What, uh,
1: what are a few ways that we can follow you and what's going on in your world? And then you get the podcast, get the book. Uh, let yeah. us know how we can
2: find those things. So the easiest way to find me, Nate, is everywhere in social media is at ThriveLoud. D-H-R-I-V-E-L-O-U-D. Uh, ThriveLoud.com is the website. And that's also where you can find the Thrive Loud with Lou Diamond podcast, which... I think it's going to have Nate on it at some time this summer or something like that. I don't know if we've—I don't think we've locked that down yet. I don't think so, but but we got—we got to get on that. He's a busy man, listeners. Yes, yes. He's 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 busy like DJing and making sure that his guests look good, and and we both like
1: (laughs) busy, but uh, not not too good. So uh, yeah,
2: I would love that. I I, I guess we should also give a shout out since we mentioned um, my 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 new partner in crime in uh, a joint fun podcast. If you want to listen to. We yeah. listen to uh, Diamond Cuts Money Talks. That's DCMT podcast. And that is where Evan Money and myself get together and uh, talk about life leadership in the NFL and other sports too. And it is, it, we've had some rants. We've had some really good stuff. What we really try and do is we hit each other with a trivia question, some timely topics in football because there's really no other sports going on at the time yeah, we're recording this. Right. And um, timeless topics like we'll rank Great players, great things, and uh, we've got some good music in there. And Evan is incredibly passionate about football, and I just love, like, <laughs> pushing his buttons on it so the two of get to have a lot of fun. So definitely yeah, go listen to it. Definitely
1: go listen to that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's an incredible, incredibly powerful uh, combo right there, and, and that topic is right it's, down my lane We are going to call
2: the show the bald and duo, but we controlled ourselves, <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> we love you, Evan.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, well, I appreciate you taking time and I'm glad we made it work and uh, I had an incredible time. So thank you, Lou. Appreciate
2: it. No, truly an honor to be here, man. Thanks and best of luck to you, man. You too.
0: Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say. Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone.